0: This is a Bad Dinner Guest production.
1: We are coming live. Sean B,
0: how you feeling? Dude, I feel fucking amazing. We got Nathan speaking.
1: Ah, uh, Dick's out for
2: Sucker Magazine.
0: I didn't hear any consent there. The consent was the lube is what I'm trying lube to say. Lube was the one I
3: thought
2: it was bare knuckle hard fight.
3: I just want to go on the record as saying I tricked into being here. D-
2: don't, don't turn my mic off! <laughs>
0: Hey guys, this is RJ with Bad Dinner Guest. Tonight on the show, we have Eric Tate talking to us about his one-man show, Please Shuffle the Cards. You can find all the information to buy tickets for this in our show notes page, uh, or you can just go to the Short North Stage's website. Uh, You definitely want to check this dude out. His magic's phenomenal, but the way he can put a storyline and comedy together with it is what what really sells the tickets, in my opinion. Uh, So make sure you check him out, uh, and definitely check out his podcast. It's called uh, The Quiz Box. It's a pretty cool little uh, show he's got going on. I've gotten to listen to it a, a little bit over the last few days here. Uh, so definitely make sure you check that out on iTunes or or whatever you listen to your podcasts on. But without further ado, this is the Bad Dinner Guest with Eric Tate. Thanks, guys.
3: Premisist. And I understand that I say that risking you guys editing, taking the knot out <laughs> and then blending everything together <laughs> and using that as blackmail because I'm in this super sophisticated studio by Columbus standards.
1: Yes. And oh, we're definitely taking that last sound bite. We're okay. going to remove the By Columbus standards. He's yeah. like, you have this super sophisticated studio, <laughs> that's that's going to be the one clip.
0: I do appreciate that. And you are actually the first guest tonight, and we are now live, guys. This is RJ with the Bad Dinner guest. Woo! And, uh, Eric was there telling us about possibly being a uh, white supremacist. That's not, sure. I, that's not what's happening. <laughs> I'm not a
3: white supremacist at all.
2: It, it was... I'm gonna stop it don't, don't turn my mic off Do you like it hard when you watch World War II Hitler footage like is that like what you're saying?
0: Is that like what really gets you going I've been mornings?
3: tricked I just want to go on the record as saying I've been
1: tricked into being here This <laughs> is sabotage
0: Yeah that's why we like those uh, those guerrilla starts to where we can just get you oh, man. Get you where we want you not where you wanted to be when you got here uh, Sean B is with us tonight Sean you want to introduce yourself? You kind of already did, but
2: yeah, I'm Shambi, <laughs> and I'm here for another beautiful episode of, you know, whatever the hell this is, Bad Dinner Guest Network, <laughs> and I'm here with... I am offended. <laughs> here with Kevvy Kev, RJ, and we have guest...
1: Eric Tate.
0: Eric Tate. Hi, guys. And Eric is here tonight because you have your one-man show, Please Shuffle the Cards, yes. coming up. Uh, July.
3: Yeah, it's going to be July sixth through the uh, 9th, and then uh, July thirteenth through the fifteenth. Uh, it is going to be at the Short North Stage. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. You can go to shortnorthstage and f- pick them up. It is a uh, it's a magic show. Uh, that's not really a magic show. Um, no, it's a it's a sleight of hand show with uh, with cards. I've been working with cards for uh, over a decade now, and uh, so I'll be uh, when. When you walk into the theater, there's a table on the stage, and there's a deck of cards, and then you can shuffle it. Uh, if, you, if you've bought a ticket to the show, you can shuffle it, and then uh, everyone sits down, and when the show begins, uh, we, start a, we start a camera that's on my hands and projects uh, what's on the table behind me, and then I bring two people up, and I do a magic show with the cards that uh, the audience shuffled. So like, awesome. everybody can see that there's nice. no trick cards. Everything you see is just pure sleight of hand and my, uh, my, uh,
2: my, my miracles.
3: That sounds like a good time. It's going to be fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let people
2: know that I'm online with you guys right now. So, question: Like, how much do these tickets go for at the box office?
3: Fifteen bucks.
2: Just gotta get them cheaper through a scalper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what I would price.
3: recommend people do is buy the tickets and then scalp them out front. Uh, yeah. That would be that would be great. You're gotcha. gonna make tons of money doing that.
1: <laughs> the key is to have a sign that says "I need tickets" because the cops would never think to think you were scalping tickets if your sign says "I need tickets." So then yeah yeah you just, you just come with me man we'll, we'll we'll sell some t-shirts they're just gonna they're gonna be like your last name's gonna be spelled t-a-t-e yeah you know, we're gonna be like it's not the same i'm gonna vanilla ice it that's what i do
3: you should definitely um. <laughs> sell t-shirts with my name misspelled i i approve of this i saw do you guys know who voltaire is
1: yes they referring to the writer
3: uh no okay musician he's okay. like a comedy goth folk musician uh, and uh, i'm intrigued by that he's great i really like him uh and he uh he he once found out that people were copy uh copying his merch this was like a factory in china but they were doing such a good job that he ended up going to the factory in china being like i want to buy the knockoffs of my merch and sell them (laughs) as my merch (laughs) and i own one of his knockoffs like daddy bears it's great uh
1: that's that's awesome yeah yeah that's that that's a real a real triumphant story there like he comes there, so so now they're one of his and distri- Now he gets his yeah. merch through them. Yeah. Now he just buys knockoffs <laughs> of his own merch.
0: And but that's fantastic. why I don't believe in copyright law, because that there—that is a tale to tell you why copyright law is horseshit.
3: I believe heavily in copyright law. Um, I think I—I'm going to go on the record as saying copyright law is fantastic, <laughs> uh, but only because I create and write a lot of stuff and I want to get paid for it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. That's a discussion for uh, a different show, probably. I would, uh, maybe not. I don't know. I, like, I torn it a bunch of music when I was a kid because I couldn't afford it. But now, like, I go to those bands and see them live, and I've bought those albums since. I will. So, like, to me, like, I can buy a fake thing still, or I can still buy a knockoff, like, Glass or the name brand, and it's basically the same thing. But I buy the name brand because I like it better. You can be the name brand because you're your fucking self. Yeah. So, I don't know how much you need copyright, especially with how, like, None of our shit's protected. We're not going to look and see online if other people are using it, but they're not.
3: I think that the where you can get to a certain point where copyright is important because I've like uh, there. It's interesting. Magic has a problem with theft. Um, there are uh, so like a lot of people create their own magic effects, and then there's large organizations that sell them. There's there's large companies like PenguinMagic.com is one of the largest magic retail websites in the world, and, and they produce a lot of shows right here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, they, they're at the P3 Magic Theater. And they, they, they go above and beyond to make sure that they uh, do the creators right, that they pay them for their uh, material, and then they produce the material properly and distribute it. And there's a lot of people who then rip that off mm-hmm. and then sell it to somebody else. And, and, uh, and there's some, peop- some some magic sales companies are less scrupulous, and they go, oh, well... Yeah, this is. I'm definitely selling a new trick, even though, like, the only difference is that it's like a blue deck or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, there is, there's an interesting, there's a whole sort of shift going on in magic right now with uh, people trying to figure out what is copying, what is an homage, what is a, an advanced handling, and things like that. It's, it's a really strange gray area because we're, we've been enshrouded in secrecy for so long.
1: Yeah. that. I, so have you gone through that process at all? Have you had to, like, Try no, to get copyright for any of your no. Of your I haven't. Yet?
3: I haven't sold a lot of my stuff. Okay. I have lectured and like taught my material to other people, but the implicitly, when I'm teaching it, I'm just giving you permission to perform it, and I have a set of lecture notes. But I haven't published anything widely yet. Okay, uh, I've been I've been a part of some stuff that has gotten published widely, but uh, I I do consult for a lot of people because
1: uh, that's so that's just that's sort of amazing to me. It just makes me wonder the process of it because you know as far right. as. Let's just say for your writing, for instance, if you yeah. wrote a short story to get it copywritten published, you know you just prove that I wrote this first. Yeah. Um, but as far as like going to get an actual illusion, yeah. Um, to to say copy like, do, do they have to go and and actually show it and perform it, or is there like? A- I don't
3: I don't know of anyone who is specifically actually I think Teller from Penn and Teller has gotten something copywritten. Um, I think it's Shadows Illusion. Has been copywritten. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm I'm almost positive because I think he won a court case about it. I think in general, there's just sort of a like I I came to the market first with this particular thing, and any and it's commercially available, so that you could buy it, read the instructions, examine the the gimmick or the or or the the the, the whatever instructional materials come with it, and be like, oh yeah, this guy definitely came to market first, or oh no, this woman definitely created this effect uh yep that's it right there yeah you can uh oh there's a screen here in this oh yeah this is really high tech the last time i did a podcast it was in a guy's living room and we were all crowded around the same mic and it was my podcast
1: oh okay okay you know we we're still not above the area mic occasionally no it's you know it's just yeah Yeah. we if we started a little fun fact about us we started in a van really parked in a garage yeah with an area mic it was the most soundproof room we had that's awesome yeah did you drive it into the middle of a field uh no okay not that can be proven all right (laughs) (laughs) what
0: why why would you want internet for this like why would the field be your go-to is my question like i don't I don't know. Well, I mean, original a, content. A man. field
3: is generally like an empty place, so uh-huh. there wouldn't be like a, you wouldn't like have somebody like, you know, arguing with their brother over, uh, you know, a meth transaction gone horribly wrong, <laughs> uh, or you know, and then like on the other side of the the alley, there's somebody playing, you know, like off brand Metallica. And, you you know, you've got to compete with that in your van, which would reverberate off the walls of the van, depending on how well insulated the van walls were. I'm not a a, a sound engineer or anything like that, but...
1: He's on to something, though. It's not... Luckily, see, we were inside a garage inside a van, so we were... were Oh, so you had, like, a
3: layer of insulation in the
1: form of a house. It was the laboratory, yeah.
0: I think you guys should have, like, done the podcast with the van running like... (laughs) Once you guys passed With out from the exhaust, from, like, the exhaust <laughs> that's when the podcast was over. And you would just see how long you could like stay on topic till you passed out. It's called, what is that call when you like try and beat off before you pass out from like it a, is a, called like, autoerotic asphyxiation. No, no. I know. What I happens, call it Thursday. But there's there's the thing and speed baiting. No, <laughs> what is it? Where you where you take the like the sleeping pills or whatever and you try and get off before you pass out. That's like a thing.
1: I don't know what it's called. It, w- it was introduced. Yeah, they talk old about it in 40-Year-Old Virgin, okay, you know, because he heard. said, have you ever taken three excited PMs okay. and tried to, either way, you win. That's the point. Maybe that's what the game's called, is I win. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, we should, Yeah, yeah we I, No, let's not try that. Let's, let's <laughs> try that. Let's try that someday. That'll be. A, that'll, we'll save that for a Monday.
0: Yeah, I just, I think it's a good concept if you ever find yourself in a garage recording a podcast to our listeners. Uh, <laughs> it may reduce competition. And they might go far and give me credit. Either way, I win. You know what I mean? So, tune in tomorrow,
2: people. We'll be taking Tylenol PMs and jacking off and see who can last the longest. (laughs) The Fappening 2.0. That's how Monday (laughs) is going for BDG. It's It's the FAP Fest, dude. It's the FAP Fest. I don't
3: don't know how that could be fun. It just seems like a lot of pressure. Maybe I'm just (laughs) getting older. (laughs) I'm just like, I like.
2: You're only as old as you feel, man. Well, if you I f- feel like you could jack off without passing out on PMs, you can do it. it does, age is nothing but a number, man. See, I if I was 55, and- I would probably still do it, just like,
0: saying. Once you got older, though, personally, like, I don't know what's going on with this microphone. I'm sorry, guys. But, yeah, I, I would think, like, I'm not that bored yet. But I feel like maybe by the time I'm 40, that might be some shit I need to do. Like, sitting around, you don't got anybody to call. Like, I've been beating off for the last six months. I need to change this up. <laughs> get out of my routine i need to time myself but well, like i don't that's... think that's a young man's game i don't think automatic yeah. asphyxiation is a young man's game either though no, i think that's not. why I mean, we have so many celebrities dying when they get old because how <laughs> david carradine went yeah they get bored with the chicks they're like man i've been fucking a chick every night for the last 50 years and enjoying every minute of it. i'm tired of it like i need something else um but i think that's how you get a Soundgarden dude to be honest i think was just tired of the old no, nope. rub and tug. Uh, uh, uh,
3: given that I, I don't, uh, given that I would like everyone listening to the show to come to my show, please shuffle the cards. Uh, I have no comment.
0: Yeah, you don't have to have a comment. That's fine. Uh, the the, soul, the views expressed by me are
3: no. It's great. Actually, I,
0: I don't. Kevin's views and yeah. only Kevin's. I, I don't know anything about Soundgarden. Yeah, I don't really either. Other than I read like enough articles, and I was like, I think he was just beaten off and like choked himself. So you out. Did your own
3: investigation there? Yeah, I guess
0: he was on Adavan. Okay, like a heavy dose of Advan. So like that there lowers your blood pressure, and then All on right. top of that, like he didn't really have a reason to hang himself, you know. I don't know.
3: Okay, I don't know. Well, I mean, there was a
0: so, like it seemed like an accident. To insert, insert smooth
1: segue here. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: Well, I was <laughs> all I was gonna say was that depression is like a really tricky monster mm-hmm. that like you can have no idea it comes up. You know, like I have <clears throat> depression. I have I have dysthymic depressive disorder, and you would think that I'm like, oh, I'm a happy-go-lucky like dude, but I do take uh, a a supplement to help and like level me and like ma- make my brain produce more serotonin. But there was a pretty well publicized case at the Magic Castle. It's just like one of the most important venues in the world, and this guy uh, is is no longer with us. And he was he was a legend in magic, and everyone was like very. Shocked when this happened, and uh, and I th- and I don't think we still know the whole story. And we never will, but a lot of people have led it to been led to believe it was depression there was a lot of salacious stuff that came out because like TMZ was like oh we're gonna be the first to report we know we know what's going on you know click 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 and then they were saying like oh he was found like naked with a bag over his head but like he was not found naked with a bag over his head they just like made that up which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. what was like certain was that he was found dead and then like a lot of people were just like wow man like depression's a scary monster like that could have been it like some of the happiest people you meet like in private are terrifyingly depressed and then they just like Decide that, that you know they decide that this life is no longer worth living and you've just and it's really hard But you've got to, f- you've got to be able to reach out and try and get help I mean like I was in a very dark place for a while and I reached out and I got help and I met an ama- I I went through to through therapy and all kinds of other things and I'm like I'm way better now because of that But it like took people telling me like you need to get help for me to get help and so I'm telling you if you're listening to this Get
0: help. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to minimize like suicidal oh, no. behavior, thoughts, or tendencies. Yeah. Uh, like no, half of our network exists be. because of that. I apologize to the listeners for my uh, microphone issues here, but uh, no, I just thought that case there in general was uh, a yeah. little bit odd. Like Robin yeah. Williams would be somebody that I don't think yeah. was like trying to beat off. Oh no, no. Like, I, I, he was a uh, definitely.
3: Like, he found out he had uh, uh, some sort of um, uh, neurological disorder that I think it was Alzheimer's. I think he was like in going oh, into really? Alzheimer's and. Yeah.
0: Well, that brings up a different conversation to me, though. Like, if you know you're getting ready to go downhill or maybe he started seeing symptoms that the public hadn't seen, maybe you're just like, I don't want that ride. If you see that often enough, like, there's cancer patients out there that seek out. If my brain's starting to turn to mush, do I really want to get to the point where I'm not even, like, cognizant enough to, like, not make that decision anymore?
3: It's a very strange uh, and unusual area of ethics and uh, that is really, really tough to... Uh, to go down. I, I, went, I was in philosophy in, in college and uh, uh, we had a, an ethics professor who sat on the board. He was an ethicist for the hospital and he would throw all kinds of like crazy hypothetical situations and then like one in ten you'd be like, how you know this is nuts And he'd be like, well, I had to decide this yesterday. So you're just like, oh, what do you how do you choose these kinds of things? It's nuts. I mean it's it's all a very strange, Life is not as black and white as we want but uh, hey let's talk about something fun so-
1: <laughs> there we go yeah. that's a, I can I'm gonna take some notes from you i'm am, I am terrible at segues, and I really liked that one hey, you chahamilloned well, you know. <laughs> me just now there
3: we go that's that's what I, that's what
1: I do and, I, and and I like it so
0: we're only 10 minutes in guys I don't know I'm not worried let's keep going <laughs> let's keep going just plow through this yeah. That's
1: oh. what I always do. <laughs> <That's> Sean B's <laughs> mantra. It's actually written right above his bedroom door. Let's plow through this as he hits it, when he walks out of his room every day like he's a Notre Dame football player. <laughs> plow like a champion today. That's
0: that needs to be real. <laughs> that really does. We need to put that. It should be to me on the outside of his door for when he walks in, though. To me. Yeah, so you can. You
1: got to get in the zone. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I've been turned down the wrong microphone for you. Go figure.
1: Hey, <laughs> you know, just.
0: He's it's just a our fun temporary time.
3: Sound yeah. Just, just, just click uh, the mute Bad dinner
0: guest is actually hiring right now. We're looking for an audio text. An, so, uh, <laughs> an intern. An yeah, intern. I don't know why you
3: guys cool. call yourselves bad dinner, dinner guests. You guys all
0: seem delightful. Like I would have any of you, like not over to my the house. In the first <laughs> 10 minutes, we've talked about <laughs> depression, autocratic asphyxiation, and I've defamed Soundgarden. Yeah. And, and this, that's why. This is
1: one of the longest episodes we've gone without talking about butt stuff. Oh, so good to know yeah good to know. so we're setting yeah. records all over the place yeah.
3: hey this is what i do i come in i shake things up i challenge normative ideas <laughs> and if butt stuff is a normative <laughs> idea here i'm here to challenge He's
1: it. here to tear down the establishment yep. even if it is butt stuff
0: we appreciate you eric what do you talk about on please shuffle the cards is there a political statement to it is it all fun
3: it's mostly uh uh it's sort of a demonstration of skill because uh, i don't really believe in magic and and I don't.
0: As a magician, that's probably a good place to start, actually.
3: Well, I th- so I think there is. I remember when I was very young in magic, and people would be like, "Oh, like don't let them know that it's not real magic. Uh, you want to, like, you want to keep them in suspense and mystery." And sort of as I've gotten deeper into this, and maybe because my background before I got into magic was I was as a juggler, and so I sort of view all magic as juggling. Like, if like if you if you look at me manipulating a deck of cards, if you knew what goes on behind it. Um, you would really think of me as just like a juggler who keeps track of fifty-two balls, uh, but my but my it's deck has two jokers in it, <laughs> so it's fifty-four balls. Which oh, is even more impressive, oh, extra balls. Uh, so I but like I I can't, I kind of get sad that we're not allowed to talk about like the secrets in magic, and rightfully so because it's some people think it's less entertaining when you know the secret. But I would argue that some of the best magic I've seen once I learned the secret, I was just like that is so much cooler than actually watching it. Uh, there's like. Like if you think about, like, so like I can take this coin right here and uh, and I can vanish it, right? So that it's like totally gone, right? But the movements required to do that are less than a fraction of an inch, right? So I can, I, I, in a fraction of an inch, my, uh, my hands actually oh. move to produce the coin back, right? But that's a solid object. But that's, that's hundreds of thousands of an inch that my fingers are moving to make that illusion perfect that to me is more amazing than the answer is magic i mean like that i mean it's yeah. just, what we do is so much cooler than just like saying like oh he's got powers like i don't <laughs> i i think that the the dedication and skill that some of the world's best magicians have displayed uh have, you know to get to what they can do is way cooler than any other, any other explanation so the real explanation is just as cool as as be, not knowing how it works and like i get like people like look at a magician. They're like, "Oh, I hate magic because you know I don't know how it works." Well, it's like, yeah, um, and that's part of the reason people hate magicians is because magic is deeply rooted in this uh, in in people uh, pretending that they had powers to have real power over other people. Like it, like the the oldest magic trick trick that we know of is tearing the head off of a duck and then putting the head back on the duck. And then the duck being alive, and this is something that Egyptian uh, shamans would do, Egypt, like the Egypt, like the high priests would do this as a demonstration of their connection to Ra or Omar or whoever the god was. And there's you can go yeah, back the hieroglyphs time. of this, and and this is a fake power they're demonstrating to to gain real power over dumb people who are just like you can't really put the head back on a duck and make it come to life, right? And the, and so I think with my show, I'm just kind of like. I've worked really hard on this stuff, and I want to share it with you because I think that this is fun and cool. And I actually do like some like poker demonstrations. Uh, okay. And I'm just like, this is how you can theoretically cheat at cards. Uh, I don't reveal what I'm doing, but I do. I do sort of like poke fun at the whole idea that like it's real magic. Like, there's a big section in the show where I talk about the Mandela effect because oh. there's there's like 30 minutes where I'm displaying something that is clearly happening. And then I and then I and then I say, "What do you remember?" And they describe it, and then I can clearly demonstrate that it is a totally different situation. Uh, okay. So like uh, and like without giving away too much of the show, I basically do. I basically get the audience to believe that we could be in a dual reality situation.
1: Um, okay. So so you don't disprove because at first yeah. I, I thought that it sounded like you were disproving the Mandela effect, but it's kind no. of it goes to. Yeah. That's intriguing to me,
3: yeah, I just like, yeah, like this could be the Mandela effect. this could we you could all be remembering a different reality because what do you remember? And then people describe to me what they remembered in the show, and then I go, "Yeah, but this is the way it really is." and then there's just people are like, "What? I mean the last time I did my the, I did the show, there was a guy I remember who was like sitting down and holding his head. now he could have had too much to drink, uh, but uh, <laughs> I think th- I, I kind of like that concept um. But, uh, but a lot of it's like I do a lot of uh, fancy flourishes, uh, like uh, interesting ways of cutting the cards. Uh, there's actually going to be a video coming out soon that shows uh, a lot of this. But uh, I got really... If lucky. you want, I
1: can take one right now. Uh, sure, if you want. Uh, Let's
3: like do a, it. Uh, so like, uh, like a lot of people are familiar with like shuffling cards like this, right? Uh, But Flourishing is a little bit different, so I might do uh, something like this. Ooh. This is great for the audio people. (laughs) Yeah, so what we're
1: seeing here is uh, some different shuffling.
3: Yeah, so I mean, it's just like there's just all kinds of interesting ways... Uh, that you can manipulate. Cards. What did you call that? Was that
0: a flourish? A flourish. Yeah. So a flourish is just where you like throw the cards between your hands and they stay real close together, like yeah. that? yeah. It's
3: kind to... of like juggling with cards. Um, uh, other You're people like they're... shooting
0: them from one hand to the other, almost. Yeah.
3: There's a there's a, a, a movement in uh, magic. It's really become its own thing now called cardistry, um, and okay. this this would technically be cardistry, uh, where it's like it's just art.
1: Or, like, like if if you're shuffling with one hand or something like that. It's just like
3: there's no purpose to this, uh, to being able to do this.
1: It's just that it makes it look cool. And I imagine if you're playing poker with someone in that sense, it's a a little intimidating. You know, if you saw the second Sin City, that was like how you uh, knew Joseph Gordon Levitt was good at poker because he could shuffle the cards with either hand. He's ambidextrous. It's like, oh, God, he must be great at playing cards. Yeah. Uh, But no, it's it's just he can shuffle. But that, okay. But because
3: I don't. Present myself as having powers. I'm just like everything I do is skill. It doesn't matter. I you can I can do almost anything you want me to with a regular deck of cards, uh, but I'm not like oh look how powerful and mysterious I am. I don't I don't mind including this kind of stuff in my show. Okay, there's a lot of magicians who wouldn't, and I and I I think that they have very good reasons, but that's just not how I present myself, and so I'm and so I'm fine with with doing a lot of these things. Um, and I think there's more of a growing movement towards guys my age who are just like, yeah, this is a skill. this is not this is not a secret that I can hide from you because any if you see a magic trick, you could learn how to do it online if you had 50 bucks. I mean, that, I mean just almost any magic trick you could learn for 50 bucks
1: is that they, they have it kind of in a, it's locked yeah. away in a, in a database that yeah, way. It's a, and it's, just,
3: a, I mean, it's a retail industry. it's like nothing it's it's like anything else. you know I mean uh, there's there's a tremendous amount of uh, there's a high barrier for entry because you do have to learn the skills to present it well, because I could teach you a magic trick now and then you could go outside and do it. And then a guy would be like, Oh yeah, this is all you did. That's like, that's not magic, yeah. but to present it well is like, is something that takes work on. And a lot of the work that I do in my show is very, um, is very high end sleight of hand. And, and I'll just give you an example. Uh, go ahead and shuffle those, go ahead and mix them so I couldn't okay. know what they were.
1: All right.
0: Um, so right now you are you're actually going to do a magic trick in front of us. Then is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it won't play well on the audio, but uh, no, I'm just I was trying to uh, like fill them in yeah, as yeah. A, a narrator here. So Kevin's Kevin's just shuffling the cards for you, and I'm not very good. So not we're gonna great. go you one know, more time. A bitch, yeah, that's, Ooh, like, no, that's, that's the only thing I can do with the deck of cards. And I, and I think that it's. We can
3: agree that there's no way that I could know what the order of these cards were. Absolutely. So you, you you shuffled them. I just shuffled them three unless times. Unless you were a witch. Unless unless I was a witch. Uh, but we've already established <laughs> that I'm not. So, uh, but so you uh, you, do you play poker?
1: I do. You do? Okay. Not very well. Not very well. Yeah, I, I I lose money a lot.
3: So, but like finding those would be good.
1: Right? Oh, a couple of aces right yeah. there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, All right. So he he's pulled out ace yeah. of spades, ace of hearts. Yeah. You know,
3: but if so, like, but if we were playing blackjack though. Um, like, uh, so, like, you would have uh, 17's not bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I have blackjack. Uh. So. so, that's just
1: that's, just a, yeah, that's just okay. a skill thing.
0: So, so, you just pulled out the exact cards you wanted there? Yeah. Is that would just happen? So, yeah. you just out of a deck that I watched Kevin Shovel mm-hmm. put out an ace and king. Yeah. And then an ace and six. Yeah. But we didn't. You When did you get the chance? I guess.
3: Just while I was but shuffling. Th-
1: that's the part that's... Because yeah. I'm seeing as... You know, I see as you shuffle, you shuffle in a different way. You kind of break it into three little piles, but I've watched you. And that's the part where I'm trying to figure out, you know, like, I, I don't see... I don't see him peeking or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, this... And that's okay. what
0: pisses me off a little bit about It's like, I don't <laughs> think you're a witch. Yeah. So I'm just like, this motherfucker in front of my eyes is still like, I'm not seeing it. I'm watching the only thing that could change... And that's what pisses me off about magic.
3: So the thing is, though, think about like uh, about what you do, what you're doing right now with, with that uh, with that equipment right there. You're you're taking our voices, you're combining them into an electrical impulse, and then you're sending it out to hundreds of thousands of listeners. You know, there's there's just yeah, there's just so many,
1: an infinite. There's so many. Yeah,
3: and and potentially millions.
1: Hello probably. to our, our our listeners in India. Yeah, it's, it's good to hear from you.
3: And, uh, and even and even, and even past that, you're you're going even further. Because what you're doing is you're you're recording it too. So not only are you listening, you're taking our voices and you're, and you're broadcasting that to people, you're also saving them for posterity so that generations from now someone could listen to this, right? You're doing something that I have I, I couldn't possibly do. I have no idea how to operate that equipment. I have no idea how to do it while having a conversation with us. All I know how to do is shuffle the cards and make four aces come to the top. Well, that was that was a, a king, but uh, that's pretty good. Um, there we go. There's the
1: fourth ace. So. Oh, see...
3: see. Yeah, it's from the middle, too. So, there there you go. But so, so you can be pissed at me for being able to do that, but you could you would also have to be pissed at me for sitting in a bedroom and obsessively dealing cards into a corner instead of having real conversations with human beings. (laughs) 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 So, but but just like I should be pissed at you for being able to do what is essentially boils down to quantum physics,
0: (laughs) yeah. I, I suppose it just, its we, it, I'm mad more at like myself a... than you, I should say. I'm mad at my own eyes for like, I trust them, yeah. right? Like you trust yourself to be able to see deception every like time yeah. it's in front of you. You're like, no, I got this. And literally in front of my eyes, I'm watching as close as I possibly can. And like I don't see how you could switch stuff fast enough without me recognizing. And I'm, that's what pisses yeah. me off. You know what's really I'm just weird like, though oh, fuck is like the CPU. They're, they're, these
3: are so <laughs> these are so fragile too. I mean, there's just 54 objects that are all the same on one side and all different on the other. But if you drop them like that, they can break just just that simply. I mean, I mean it's, it doesn't look like they're broken on this side, right? But if you if you pay really close attention, they're actually they're broken on the other side. So you see how they're. They're all so now they're, they're all they're all backs right so they're yeah. uh, they backs on that side right they're uh, they backs on that side there's uh, that one's a back that one's just a, a back those are those are backs they're uh, they backs on uh, the front
0: so he's just shuffling way. out a deck oh, in front wow. of us and turning all of these cards face down even though he's flipping the deck back and forth it looks yeah. like none of the cards have any hearts or yeah. uh, spades or numbers yeah. or nothing it you just can looks fix like it the... though,
4: if you just go
3: like that
0: now and of course normal, so. just like that he's like nope regular <laughs> cards yeah. again. Hey guys.
2: Hey dude, what are you doing like next fall? My Raiders are moving to Vegas. I was thinking about going to, there to take a trip to see a game. If you're not doing anything.
3: I will I will tell you, uh, most magicians don't know how to play cards. And uh, and, and most magicians don't know how to cheat don't at cards. You have
2: to play. If you could just count the motherfuckers, I'll do the playing.
3: Counting's really easy, grow. man. Anybody can anyway can count.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I thought you wanted his witchcraft for the Raiders. You yeah. want him to count cards. I, yeah, I thought he was gonna say like, "Hey, somehow make, oh, help
3: the Raiders." I'm, I can't do that. Let my Raiders team stay so in Oakland.
2: Right now, but it'd be nice to go out there mm-hmm. catch a game make a few bucks, and other stuff. Yeah, they hire
3: guys who are way better than me to look out for guys like
2: me. I do no, know, but if you just whoop some magic voodoo shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have you not been listening? It's not real. No. <laughs> I'm convinced that you could make something happen. I tell you what. Either way, if you don't want to share the fun, it's cool. It's, it's all right. I don't want to share the fun. It's okay. <laughs> but that was now, fucking amazing.
0: Can honestly. you just that be awesome. like... Like, uh, like say, do you have you ever used this to like, get a chick? Have you ever used this? You literally, like, you stole my question. Yeah. Do you like, do you just carry a decor? Well, you have a girl now, right?
3: Yes. I do have a, a lovely lady partner. A lovely uh, lady partner. Yeah. That's, uh, we are beautiful. together. Write, Shout out. Cards. I will, I will tell you that partner. the, uh, she likes magic, but it is not what attracted her to me. Um, I used, uh, my charm, my good looks and my sparkling personality. But I will say this, um, mm-hmm. Uh, y- your, your young lady. Copious amounts
0: of
1: thank to you. Help. Thank you. I'm glad that you. Oh yeah. no, I'm just okay <laughs> for the audios, Suppose a guy did. Gender.
3: Suppose a guy walked up to you and did one magic trick, and I'm, and I'm asking you for a reason because I, I, I know what you guys are getting at, and you're wrong. But let me. I just I rarely have this opportunity. Suppose <laughs> a, a guy did one magic trick for you. You might be like, oh, okay, this is great, right? This is kind of cool. It's interesting, especially if it was a really good magic trick. Nothing like this, but like something like you know, he like made like a dove appear or something and then gave you the dove. I guess. Okay, so he, okay, so let's say he, he goes, uh, <laughs> I want to show you this trick and he turns, uh, uh, maybe he, he turns uh, four $1 bills into $400 bills. Very, very, very cool. Very interesting, right? Okay, and then you might want to talk to him and you might, you might go on a date with him after that, right?
4: Okay, oh, see, okay. There, see,
3: there's the thing. Yeah. Okay, now here's what happens after that though. He thinks I know it'll get her. Four hundred more magic tricks. Now, are you are you are you suddenly more interested? I'm
0: probably just kind of freaked out by you. Exactly. Like stop okay. doing this. And yeah. <laughs>
3: therein lies the problem: is that a lot of people get into magic because they think it'll make them more attractive to the opposite sex. But what they don't realize is that a a magic trick is no replacement for personality, C, yeah. and b. If you stop, if you don't stop at one, which nobody ever does, like, look, I just did six magic tricks for you because I couldn't help
0: myself. I got a hard on. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> what anyhow, I'm saying is it's no, not good for attraction. You're talking to Go Kendra, ahead. though. I'm saying if you talked, I've met some really dumb girls. If you turn four ones into four hundred dollars, she's gonna be like, "Wow, this guy can turn one dollar bills and hundred dollar bills." I need to follow oh, him around. No, it,
3: it doesn't work that way.
0: You're not talking to the right women, is what I'm saying. Okay. I don't know whether to <laughs> flattered or insulted by that comment. I'm saying he's. Ta- I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Like, I, first you of all, need to I, talk I, to somebody I, I think who doesn't. You're a wonderful and, uh,
3: uh, human being for <laughs> well, going. Oh, you. Okay, you're flashing cash at me. That's not the right thing.
2: I, I mean, I'd take it. I don't, don't know if it would work. But
3: I no, yeah, she,
1: she'll take it from you, but she she won't go on the date with you. That's that's. <laughs> yeah. She's she's bad dinner guest yeah. material, all right.
3: Have I tried to use magic to pick up uh, 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 somebody I thought was attractive? Yes. Did it work? No. And, and I and I think that it rarely ever does because I think that I think when it, when a, somebody does use magic to pick somebody up, uh, I think that it's not really the magic that is working. It may maybe the magic is giving that person self confidence, which is attractive, but I think that it's it's not at all the magic. It's uh, it's it's never. Believe me, it's never the magic. And, and actually, I, I think that please shuffle the cards. You shouldn't go see it for the magic even though the magic's really good it's some of the best magic i've ever created but you should go see it because i wrote a really fun show to listen to so
0: okay cuz yeah you do you do comedy too yeah i'm a standup comic so I'm that not. that's stand-up is term. it because i've gone to magic shows not since i was like a kid but mm-hmm. they weren't comedy they were they were magic you know what i mean so
3: i think that there are some really wonderful magic performers i think that there're also some really wonderful uh magic technicians who are good at doing magic, but they are not fun to watch. And I think that it sort of gets back to that, like picking somebody up with magic is that in order to be a good performer, I think one of the key things is self-confidence. I mean, you look at some of the best comedians in the world and they're, they're really self-confident people, even though they may talk about their inadequacies and their insecurities when it comes to being on stage, they're in their element and they're very comfortable up there and, the, and and there's a lot of power in that confidence. Um you never go you never want to go see somebody who's like, oh, oh I, you know, uh ish. I I I don't yes. want to be in the spotlight. And I think it's the same for magic. I think that um you know, but being a performer is really important. And uh I don't even remember what the question was. Uh there's a lot of bad magic out there, but there's a lot of good magic too. So you just got to know where to look for it.
1: The uh, as far as the uh, the the stand-up goes, because I think mm-hmm. what he, he was talking about um, was that a, a lot of the magicians he's seen don't throw the comedy. in now, like, is no. that is that like a recurring? Is that is that a trend? Is that like do you find yourself in sort of a niche right now? Is that something other? Yes. And, um. Yeah. Yes and
3: no. I think that um, there's a lot of bad comedy magic out there. Uh, there's very little good comedy magic, and it's be, and I think it's because and I think it was Alan Ackerman who said this. Is that um, the problem? Is that magic is fundamentally about telling a lie to somebody, and comedy is fundamentally about telling the truth to somebody. And telling a lie to somebody while telling them the truth is an incredibly difficult task. And and the other portion of that is that if you are a really good magician, you want to have that aha moment, where you know you do the miracle and everyone's like whoa. But you all as a comedian, you want to get that laugh moment. Where it's like haha. But it's really hard to go aha and haha at the same time. So they don't, it's really hard to mix them well. Uh, so you have to learn to do one and then the other. And I think a lot of comedy magicians have a problem in that they do them together. And the, and it's, imp, it's, it's impossible to do them together. So you have to learn how to do one and then the other, but in quick succession so that it seems like a good show. Mr. Tate, yes, right. just for you real quick. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> how old were you when you started doing magic? I, I
3: think I was like 18, 19. Oh, okay, so you yeah. started kind of late. You know, yeah, to the, I think like uh, I, I had like a magic kit when I was a kid, but I didn't get really serious into it until I was at the comedy barn. Um, is that
2: when you like decided this is what I want to do in my life? Like this is where I'm going? Was yeah, I re- Well, path? first I
3: was like, I'm going to be a professional juggler, which is one of this is like the second dumbest thing I've ever said, because um, <laughs> uh, nobody <laughs> is a professional juggler.
0: That's the bar for number one really high, and I have no talents at all. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. A professional juggler is just uh this mic is yeah. god awful. It's we got to fix whatever's going on here.
1: I see, but I think we just have different definitions of the term professional cuz to me mm-hmm. the first time someone pays you $200 to go juggle even yeah. if it's at their kids birthday I'm like, yo, dude's a professional juggler, man. That's yeah. Yeah. Really it's is like what it is. It for real. Yeah. You put that on a business card, I'll believe it. You say, "Hey, I people I, people pay me to juggle I'll be like hey that's a professional juggler like cuz to me that's no more laughable than saying hey this dude over here makes 80 million dollars to put a a basket in a hoop <laughs> and then like some a bunch of other people make tennis shoes and they put his name on it and you know what I'm, I'm Not just, to
3: just completely change the subject but that is my big problem with sports is that a lot of people they, at the end of the day, like their self worth is based on the ability of a millionaire to slap a rubber disc into a small net.
4: Hey, dude, watch your mouth. Okay? Watch your mouth.
2: We like sports in this house. I, I,
3: look, I'm not. I'm not really opposed to sports. I just don't like. And, and I think some of it's fun. Like I've been to sports matches, and I like the shout. I like shouting at sports is what I like doing. But I just like I don't. I don't understand the self-worth aspect of it. Like people getting into fights over who was better, and I'm just like, why would you come to blows over that? Like let's let's fight them for their money.
2: That's really not what the fights happen over. The fights are really happen over alcohol. Okay. Okay, that that's the big thing. Yep. I can't I've never seen a fight at a baseball game where the people were sober. Okay. Yeah. Normally, <laughs> That's a good point. They're normally wasted. Yeah. And they're just either in a good mood or a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. And it could be a combination. You have one of these people who's in a good mood because their team's winning, and you got somebody who's in a bad mood. It doesn't mix well. That's yeah. how the fight starts. It's not that, oh, Kevin's a Cubs fan and I'm an Indians fan. Yeah. So I don't, I'm automatically going to fight him mm-hmm. in a game. No, it's some stuff happens. I, the Alcohol's o- involved, maybe some other drugs. Who the knows? only disagreement
3: with you there, well, I would say there is, uh, uh, Manchester United fans. Yes. They'll fight anybody for any reason. You have a point, but that's a totally <laughs> different... So- those yeah, soccer fans. Yeah,
2: that's not what we're talking about. No, but right. I, okay, no, I will... I, 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 cons- I, I concede your saying.
3: point, though, over the... over, You've never seen a
1: fight that, that come to blows without alcohol involved.
2: True. That I haven't yet to see.
1: I, I, will, ju- I will just... Say that as much as I I am absolutely a sports fan, Sean. You know I've talked to you about this before. I agree with Eric. Whereas, like one of the negative sides, a we're glorifying a bunch of grown men for doing stuff that really it's there to promote team building stuff in children, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what. And the other thing is that it promotes that tribalism. That is that whole sort of like divide and conquer. Like when you have a guy who's like, I'm going to fight you because I'm from Kansas City and you like the Denver Broncos. You know, they, uh, it's it. I love it's, it's whatever part of it
0: they relate with, though, because like football was designed. The reason why it caught on in America is because like people we've talked about this on the show before, but like Bless the God. reason it caught on is because people were afraid that they because their kids were allowed to be intellectual instead of being tough, or we weren't fighting wars as often, so they were like, our kids are going to be pussies, <laughs> like they're not going to know how to kill somebody, <laughs> that's, that's, they're not going to know how to fight, <laughs> they're, they're they got it too easy, they just study and then they got desk jobs or you know now they got tools to harvest shit, so it's a little easier for them. So that's why they started promoting football and that's one of the reasons it got big was to kind of promote that. And then it got mm-hmm. turned into now it's a team building exercise, but Joe fuck that wants to fight no matter what. <laughs> yeah. He's going to turn it into I fucking hate the Raiders. So I'm a fight a Raiders fan that's getting yeah, mouthy that's today. Come get so it, like John. everybody's going to like steer it where they want. I just think it's really easy to steer into that like that tribalistic kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um and that's like an outlet that's overplayed as it is. That's one of the reasons I kind of like UFC though. It's because it's, it's a little bit hard to be trialistic with it because it's a constant flow of people in and out, yeah. you know what I mean?
3: And it's easy to get behind the biggest, strongest guy because he's our leader now.
0: Yeah, but... it can
3: take that guy's sandwich.
0: But nobody... <laughs> 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 yes, yes. Yeah, for sure. But I just, I feel like it gives, that's one of the few mm-hmm. sports that like gives people that, that mindset of a rotating, I want to focus on somebody like getting better. And people will look forward to, to lesser people fighting, like other lesser people, because it's a match skill set, and they want to mm-hmm. just see the competition. Yeah, so they appreciate fair. that kind of stuff. Okay, and you're looking for that kind of thing in the fights. Whereas with the the sports, you're like, "Where's LeBron going?" Or "I fuck LeBron. He left the Cavaliers." You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's more of that. It I just I like that kind of wiring as opposed to uh, this. They're from this city, or I really, you know. If I'm
2: watching a fight, of I prefer to watch a bum fight. Like that. <laughs> those are the fights I'm really entertained by. If you All just right. see two homeless dudes going at it over the most random thing, like a biscuit or whatever the case may be. Like, that's pretty damn entertaining to me. You're a monster. I, I totally get it. <laughs> I <don't care laughs> yes, who wins the you. fight. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't care. I just want to see two homeless dudes beat the shit out of each other because that's will, what gets me going in the mornings. I
3: will say I am not a fan of bum fights, but I do like the down and dirty brawl that you're after, so I kind of prefer, like, the juggalo. Like wrestling championships. Okay,
1: yeah, backyard wrestling. Yeah, where up. they're
3: like, where you're just like the winner gets this half empty can of Fago, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna rip his face off. Uh, because be the then, then like they have homes to go to and jobs to get to the next morning, but that half empty can of Fago is more important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the bum fight thing, like, the reason I didn't like it is because, like, these were people that were, like, literally just, like, yeah, I guess I'll fight for yeah. that $50 because I'm homeless and schizophrenic. You know
1: what I'd rather? I'd rather see two CEOs have to fist fight to, like, one, get the loser gets fired. Yes. That's what yeah, like, yeah. Let, me, let me
0: watch two rich people, like,
1: have to fight in an alley to keep their job. That's the fight I want to watch. That would be a really dope fight. While, while I am
3: generally against violence, yeah. I would totally want to see that because, <laughs> you know, there'd be no violence.
1: <laughs> Just be it would be just whole like Rolodexes coming out. Like, okay, who can we call here? Oh,
3: man. I, I recently watched that, uh, that But then scene. you'd end
0: up with Mike Tyson like heading your company and just fucking shit up and you just made him head your company because you don't want to be taken over by like who could beat you in fights. Like, that'd be awful. Well, I, I mean, that's, that is that's kind hilarious. of how
3: like... Uh, so you're familiar with uh, the Yakuza influencing business in Japan?
0: I've heard tale.
3: Yeah, so they, they buy up tons and tons of stock and then they go and like intimidate the people. They like show up with like knives. Yeah. <laughs> to like business meetings, and they're like, "We want this to happen." And everyone's just like, "Oh God, the yakuza are here again."
0: First world problems. Uh, what do you? But they have knives. Like, don't what? you just hire other guys with knives? I don't know. You're the, you're hey, the business.
3: My assumption is that the yakuza have all of the knives.
0: Oh,
1: all all knives. <laughs> yeah, that they're showing up unexpected on business meetings like hey let's go you're you're selling this today
0: and then the yakuza just make them sell the stock is that what's happening they they
3: make them like take the business in directions that they want and uh and and so there's this there's this grand tradition in japan of having like all open business meetings on like the same day so that the yakuza can't possibly show up to everybody's business
0: (laughs) that's awesome
1: that well, is that is definitely one way to describe
0: it. That is a um. different way of handling things, I suppose. I uh, I don't know. I think I'm like I'm li- interested mainly because we're trying to get this network rolling. Yeah. And the Yakuza have managed to, to go on for centuries, and really they're just involved in every business, so but they're not in a business. So so. What you're saying
3: is that like the the point of this episode for anybody listening is that uh, a bad dinner guest is actively courting organized crime. To, or the, to bump their numbers up. No, and yes. We're not in any one direction. I'm
0: not saying you're wrong there. That's not the what I was talking about. <laughs> okay. What I was saying is is I like their methods of business practice. Perhaps if they're that effective to where people are like, you know what, we're going to have to get so busy that the Yakuza can't show up. I like, like it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. All of us are doing shit, man. Sorry. like. Yeah. The Yakuza can't, can't, can't
3: take down all of our shows. Yeah, there's
0: there's no <laughs> excuses left once the Yakuza is
1: a partner. Yeah, there's no get, more like oh, you know I was really tired today. I didn't feel like doing a solo episode. Yeah. Forget
3: ten million hosts doing ten million podcasts <laughs> each with one listener.
2: So, Mister Tate, yes, sir. Question: for you. <laughs> What is yeah.
1: this myth? This the most formal. I,
2: go ahead. Don't worry about it, dude. You really want to know? I can't remember your first name. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, Eric. Oh, I it's okay. Mister Tate. Tate. It's okay. Uh, no, I I, I. I. It's actually Mister.
3: Uh, Eric is a nickname. I, my. My. My Christian name is Mister. <laughs> Mister Tate. If you're nasty. Yes, sir. Tate. Go ahead.
2: Um, have you ever like done a performance and had like some kids, like grandma or somebody, like just really go at you with the whole, you're a devil or you're yeah. a devil worshipper. Really? Dad, dad? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, dude, yeah. Tell.
3: So, I, so I used to work in uh, in Pigeon Forge at this place called the Comedy Barn. And it's a family-friendly fan- theater.
2: I know exactly and, where that's at.
3: Yeah. You, okay, yeah. It's a big red barn on the Pigeon Forge Parkway. Yeah. And uh, so I would dress in like uh, overalls and a bright red shirt. And I would do magic out front. But then during the show, I would juggle and then I would breathe fire and uh, so like I would uh, we, like my partner and I would pass uh, flaming torches and then we would put them in our mouth and then they would I would come out and we would breathe a little bit of fire in the air and then we would eat them and put out the fire and so uh, one time we we found out that there, uh, we got this like uh, like message to the back they were like uh, hey um, don't don't go out front and then we we're like why I gotta go sell souvenirs if I don't sell souvenirs we won't you know we won't get bonuses and paid and stuff like that they're like yeah just like don't worry about that right now. You need to stay in the green room. And we found out later that somebody's grandmother had like come to the the ticket booth and was complaining loudly. And they're like, "Those young men who were doing magic over in the corner," and then they go on stage and they've got fire, and the fire came out of their mouths. I mean, like, these boys are talking to the devil. And I thought this was a clean, family-friendly theater. This is. <laughs> oh, it was just God. like, and she was like going, and they were like, I mean, to the theater's credit, they were just like ma'am, these are young men who are very upstanding Christians. It was just like, like, they do. I wasn't, but they weren't about to tell <laughs> her that. Uh, they're like, he's an atheist. Um, but uh, they were just like, they defended it and They're like, nope, this is just their act. It's all a trick. Um, this is something, they do this uh, two shows a day seven nights a week for 51 weeks a year like this is and we've never seen any demons come out of their butts uh, so it I was I just picture
0: Beelzebub in the corner like going like yeah. oh man missed him that was close man and you're like yeah, yeah dude I don't know hopefully this doesn't happen again
3: yeah it was it was uh, it was a wild time um, yeah. it was, the devil was just out there just like you could really get more height on that fireball Eric
1: that's actually no, why yeah. he went down to Georgia because there was <laughs> grandma kicked him out of Eric's show oh,
0: okay. so he had to <laughs> to steal right, yeah gotta gotta get out of here for a while man i'm gonna go steal a soul it been a minute anyway yes. You you like a fiddle <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> i uh i didn't i never met her or saw her but like i heard that she oh, was Charlie. going really hard at the producers of the show and they 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 stuck up for us like pretty hard but she was just like this is no demons 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 like we had and to and like in comparison they bust the amish into this show because like the, the, the Amish were just like ah oh, we're done raising barns for the week and we've you know we've churned enough butter what are we gonna do let's go see a what? comedy show why is it so okay to be like
0: stereotyping Damn. the Amish
3: so, no but they were like they that's just what they do and they would come and they would come in by the hundreds and they loved our show they ate they were like they were like juggling dog act farting grandma like this is great like we had an old Vietnam vet guy. Like in drag as a grandma who played the fiddle and farted. It was. It's a very strange act, but the Amish ate it up. They loved it. And every. And they would come over and watch the magic show, and they would be like, "That's that's really well done. You are very good at that." And I would just be like, "Thank you. This is. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a craftsman. You know how to build rocking chairs. I appreciate that. From <laughs> one craftsman to another. So
1: they weren't checking your right hand for tattoos or anything. Like, where's the mark? No. We got the no. Antichrist in this bar, was well, yeah.
3: It. And they would, these were real Amish too, not like Rumspringer, Like, oh, we can go see new stuff. These were like, yeah, we're gonna go. We're
1: gonna so go fit with. So there were no TVs on stage then, that because that's was, that's probably why they loved it, right? Because it was one of the few things they could go do. That actually why are you disparaging
0: just, this man's act? Like no, 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 no,
1: no. Sorry, no, I didn't no, want to say it that way. I just meant like I can see how the Amish would go see something. No, I'm just saying like. Pigeon right. forges yeah. I just I wanted, did, put I to, yeah, just I wanted to put you like in. I didn't mean to be insulted. I just wanted to put you in. That's I guess
0: And I'm, I'm still laughing about it. So no, I, I did what I wanted to do. i was just trying to see, figure out. what he does. Yeah. He takes
2: fights do. with everybody. I like it. And yeah. then...
0: I don't uh, know what, what else is what I was trying I to do? what
1: I was trying to say was the Amish were probably incredibly happy and thankful to have you around because there's so few things they can go do to be entertained. They were awesome. There's some of the, the
3: Amish are some of the best audiences I've ever had.
0: I was going to ask, do you have to do a clean show for them though?
3: Uh, so the show that we were in was inherently family friendly because okay. like our our target audience was like newlyweds and newly deads. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and because and and a lot a lot of families like a lot of families would come to the Smoky Mountains and they would be like looking for something to do and they would have like like real young kids with them because the Smoky like uh, Pigeon mm. Forge is like a six hour drive from like most major metropolitan centers on the East Coast so you just had like t- families were like well we can't go on a cruise because uh, we don't have enough money so uh, I guess we're gonna go to the mountains kids and they have go kart tracks because Pigeon Forge is like Vegas if it was run by a bunch of hillbillies who didn't believe in drinking so it's. <laughs> <laughs> it, like it really is. It's uh, it's, I might like that paints
1: such an interesting picture. I,
3: yeah, like, like the what one, one like the highlight of the show is we played uh, we played musical chairs with hillbilly hats and this really gifted comedian Eric Lambert would just be like you know like playing a song and then like people would like move hats back and forth and he would like get it down to like one guy. And be like, and your uh, your prize is to kiss Miss Comedy Bar in 2009 or whatever it was. And then I, me or somebody else would carry a large pig out and like shove it in this guy's <laughs> face to like make him kiss the pig. And the one and people just died filled about themselves laughing. There were some <laughs> really great awesome. performers on there. This uh, ventriloquist I worked with for a long time, Stephen Knowles, uh, uh, Bob and Marty Hamill, uh, America's premier husband and wife ventriloquist team. Also America's only husband and wife ventriloquist team. Uh, but they, uh, everyone like crushed it. Like ever it was. I have never experienced the kind of applause from a crowd that I did on that show because is like two thousand people in this theater who are just eating up everything that's going on. You know, they paid twenty dollars a ticket, so like they were invested. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. But we, we did some weird. I did an act where I was like in an elf costume. Uh, but anyway, like my hands were through these like. Th- that were like through the, like the legs of the costume. And so I had shoes on my hands and then it had like a stuffed hands that looked like they were like holding a sack over their shoulder and the rest of my body is in the sack. So it's like this little (laughs) elf. It's like this little tiny, like two and a half foot tall elf with my giant head. And then we would like go like this and like drag our bodies out onto the stage. It was me and another guy. And then we would hop up onto a box and then like do a quick sketch I'd be like, we're Christmas elves. And they were just like, and then like, I got to scratch my ear. So I'm like scratching my ear with my foot. And he's like, wow, you're flexible. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm an elf. And it was just like really, really messed up stuff. Uh, it's just like, I've, now that I'm with the sketch comedy group Monday night live, I look back at some of the stuff I do with uh, what I do with the comedy art. I'm just like, wow, that was really messed up. That was really strange.
1: Is there any video of that elf one?
3: I think I might have some floating yes. around somewhere. My mom just awesome. brought a bunch of stuff from her basement because I bought a house in December. And so now she's like, oh, you have a basement now. So
1: here's all your stuff. Yeah. It's like my,
3: my, my girlfriend and I bought a house together. And she was like, okay, this can name live in dropper. your basement now. So
1: what? Oh, I just called you a name dropper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just have a girlfriend now in a house. It's not a yeah, big deal, so. guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I, th- I think I found some Comedy Bar and VHS tapes.
1: I don't Ooh, have a VCR. I do. You do? Yep, we're going to have a Did special... Did you guys just become best can we, friends? Can we screen share? Oh. We, That's we, like the can new Can we travel back in time and find a way to screen share That's what we watched? from the friendship bracelets. Oh, yeah. Mr. Tate. Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fist fight between a magician and a ventriloquist?
3: Uh, the, 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 probably the magician. Who do you yeah. think has... I, can, can, I, can I argue him?
0: Yeah. The ventriloquist has props. Probably has weapons.
3: So does a magician. I mean, mm-hmm. I can throw that playing what? car hard enough to go through newspaper and, and, p- and I've I've hit somebody in the face hard enough to give them a paper cut.
1: Ooh. So. And how many puppets have you ever seen breathe fire? That's True. a
3: that's I think I've seen, I know ventriloquists who also breathe fire.
1: Oh, okay. That's a very trying good trying to be on good. your team. I think
3: but most ventriloquists are that's much larger pleaser. than magicians. I think like because they do care like they cuz the props is a good point because they pick up the puppet and those puppets are not light. So, like, they've probably got, like, better upper body strength. So, like, we might be able to, like, dodge and, like, weave. Uh, we might have, like, a speed advantage, but they might have, like, a power advantage. So, as long as we didn't, like, go down in the first two. that's good. I would pay to see a fight between a magician and a ventriloquist now that you see that. I, I, I know I said I was anti-violence earlier, but I would, I would want to see that fight.
0: Is that the next uh, next show at the short North stage?
3: Yeah, uh, magicians and ventriloquists <laughs> UFC style
0: triple threat match. Now the
1: question I have following Fight up to that death is: death. Is the puppet involved? Does the ventriloquist have to have the puppet on one of the arms? Because oh. I think that really shakes things up.
3: Yeah, because because then, then if he tries to hit with that hand, like most of those puppets' heads are filled with foam, so it's like hitting with a boxing glove. Yeah,
1: it's a real disadvantage. And it's but heavy. if you know it's going be into it on the strong arm, probably right. I imagine most ventriloquists use their good arm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a good question. Like if Jeff Dunham and David Copperfield got into a fight, because those are arguably the two guys at the top of those games. Yep. Jeff Dunham versus David Copperfield in a in a UFC cage match, Copperfield is not allowed to use the fire tornado. And Dunham is not allowed to use Ahmed. I wasn't gonna go there.
4: <laughs>
1: but, uh, That's the only puppet I can remember. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say the old
3: man just because Yo, like Walter. The, the yeah because Walter, Walter's right? nose like I think Walter is a wooden head puppet so I feel like he would be like a blunt object.
1: Uh, I think Walter would who? kick
2: some ass personally, dude. I think I love like, Walter. Yeah, dude, that's probably my favorite puppet. What's
1: the yeah? I think you. What's the uh, the purple puppet uh, one that, that yells Z- at him all Z- the boom-a-foo? time? Is um, That I think that should be the one he has to. Yeah, use, with the green hands. Yeah,
3: I don't know what its name is, uh, but it's it's like a it's a weird
1: looking puppet.
0: It truly. I got
1: uh. I think we get we have a a, a secondary venture, you know, a different we, we need to start on our free time just promoting these uh, variety uh, act UFC fights. Variety fights, yeah.
3: And next up the the human blockhead versus the the guy who lays down on a bed of glass.
1: We could have like a bearded lady fight, you know, so versus some you know what I mean? Just just like yeah Yeah, we could go all all different kind of routes. Sean B. The versus Newt Dog, that's, that's going to be one of the, uh, the, the pre-card fights. And now your main
3: event. I got to say, the just Fiji looking at them. The Fiji Mermaid versus.
0: <laughs> I think that's a fair fight.
3: That is, putting that up, yeah.
0: The jalapeno, I think, would be deadly.
3: Oh, yeah, because he could use it like a spear.
0: Well, but yeah, but you see, I, I, I went
1: against Ahmed not knowing if that was all papier-mâché but thinking, I had the same, mm. your the, your thought process behind Walter was my same behind Ahmed. I was yeah. like, oh, that's probably the most solid puppet he has. It's a skeleton. Yeah. So he probably can't use that one yeah. to be like a club. That's why I went with with the purple guy. See, he's he's a soft. Yeah, I think
3: guys. we're answering the real questions here today. Yeah.
1: This is what we're all about. This is the true journalism that we look for. Yeah. Um, we're all about digging deep. Who would
3: win in a fight? Well, you Jeff know, Dunham or David Copperfield?
1: It's a question you didn't ask you until tonight. I'm yeah. going to bring this to Danny on the next trip, Dubs. I I actually have a, a I occasionally do a podcast with a friend where this is all we do. Yeah. is we go through who would win scenarios. All right. I'm yeah. down
3: for that. I would I would play.
1: The 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 best one so who uh the best one we've had so far was Emperor Palpatine gets dropped into the United States. Does he with nothing but the clothes on his back, can he take over the United States government? So who wins, America or Emperor Palpatine? Emperor Palpatine every yeah, time. Every time. I, every I, time. I, yep.
3: There's no way he doesn't win.
1: Just uh, I threw that one just to say like it's not just like who would win in a fist fight like so you, we try to throw out you know yeah. just like I mean, random if, scenarios. I
3: mean, if a bag of mangy tabby cats <laughs> that is like full of writ dye can become our president, then <laughs> surely.
0: Oh, I thought this was a contender. I thought you were going to be like a bag of mangy like kittens verse, and I was like, I'm in. No, no, no. I was describing the <laughs> scorpions, current. bees. Yeah. What's that up? Was the
1: best, yeah, hands down, the best description of the current president I've ever heard. Can I? Uh, a bag of mangy <laughs> tabby cats full of Rit Dye. This yes. is, yeah. Uh, Thank
0: you. Yeah. <sighs> that's, that's beautiful. So we yeah. can put you on the right But, you know, <laughs> God bless him. So that's what we're you even talking about now. It doesn't even matter. Okay.
3: I will say one thing about him and then I will move on. Um, uh, <laughs> six people on his HIV advisory council resigned because they were like, we don't think he cares. And it, and it's just like, if, if the. The HIV people are used to being shoved aside, like as as a, as a as a they're used to being like yeah yeah we'll we'll raise money for you and there and with presidents in the context of presidents they're used to being like okay we'll pay some lip service we'll just yeah yes HIV is a bad thing we definitely need to put money for it okay let's go drop bombs on strange people now. yeah uh, and but they were just like he really doesn't like the other ones were just like yeah we knew they didn't care but they paid us lip service he really doesn't care we have to leave now so all right let's go back to who would win in a fight <laughs> just so wait who doesn't
0: donald trump care about uh people with hiv oh okay yeah cool i mean add it to the <coughs> list
1: outside of obviously like the you know the charlie sheen's and the magic johnsons yeah <coughs> i'm sure he'd probably pick up a call from them yeah that's reasonable yeah. but you know
0: that's, that's I I feel the like conspiracy a
1: theorist in me hears a lot of stories about those being fake.
0: No, I just H-I- wanted H-I- that H-I-V, that uh, Kanye West, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. I wanted that from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was hoping I could get it organically. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I was really hoping, but it didn't happen. Uh, Donald J
3: Trump doesn't care about anybody who's more than two and a half feet away from him at any given point in time.
1: That's fair. Donald Trump <laughs> likes AIDS. Okay. Kinda. Now we're we just it. recording something No, that's it. yeah, that's a bumper for later. Yeah, okay. use that in an intro sometime. I don't care.
2: Mister Tay, T- yeah,
3: yes, sir. Yeah, lay it on me. You've you've asked me some interesting questions. I like that you just like kind of sit back and you're
2: like, now what could I? This is lay it on me. Are you? A, this is totally off topic. Yeah. And then anything we've discussed tonight. But are you a Stephen King fan by chance? Mm-hmm
3: not a huge Stephen King fan I'm not saying that I don't like Stephen King I'm just saying I haven't I haven't read enough of his stuff I tend to read more fantasy sci-fi um, or or magic books uh, but uh, I do I like him as a person I like uh, and I like a number of the things that I've I've read and seen what is what is I was just curious because oh. I mean
2: I, I grew up a huge fan. I'm still a fan, mm-hmm. and I know he's Dark Tower is coming out soon. So I was curious how you felt oh, about that. I am,
3: very, very, excited. I am very excited Donald for Dark Trump. Tower. I'm a I'm 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 a big nerd, and I've been living openly as a nerd for 30 years now. Uh, so I but I think the Dark Tower is going to be very exciting because uh, I know of that as like his magnum opus, and yeah. so I I know that the people involved are going to make that really great. Yeah.
0: As it an really open good. nerd in Trump's America, are yeah. you afraid?
3: A little bit. Okay. Because um, I think that, like, we suddenly became cool, like, very recently. Yeah. You know, like, the Marvel movies are kind of what, like, brought us out of the dark, which is, you know, like, because it... So I have this very... I have this strange correlation between magic and nerddom, is that uh, in, in magic, there's a lot of, like, people's names that nobody knows, Right. And uh, the P3 Magic Theater is a local place in town where you can see some of the best magicians in the world. And I was in a bar uh, a, few, a few months ago. Someone was like, oh, yeah, I saw that guy's show, but Danny DeRT's was here two weeks ago. And that, man, you've really got to see Danny DeRT's. Now, these were not magicians because I know all four of the magicians who live here. <laughs> uh, and so hearing them say Danny Daritys' name was really strange for me because like only magicians really know who he is outside of Spain. So hearing them say that was like really strange. But then very similarly within the last decade, I've been hearing arguments in bars where there's like, yeah, but like Iron Man would have never done that. Or yeah. like or like when, like I've been a big DC fan for a long time. I'm very deeply rooted in that. Green Lantern is like one of my favorite comics in, in the world. And so, and I hear people just being like, yeah, you know, Batman, you know, I hear like serious arguments about uh, the Batman versus Superman movie. And like, and I definitely fall on the side of the people who are just like, Batman would have never done that. Like, this is like, this is shit. It's, it's lock Zack Snyder in a closet. Lock Zack yeah. Snyder in a closet.
1: <laughs> Keep him away from our superhero and, movies, damn it.
3: And I get nervous now that a lot of the stuff that made it possible for the for like nerds to be cool again like apps are awesome you know i mean like to hear a presidential candidate stand up there and reduce the concept of uh of security in like unlocking an iphone to something as simple as like well if they don't do it we should just boycott apple and it's like no like i like the so the san bernardino shooters when like the fbi was like hey like apple we need this and apple was like we can't do this because you could put at risk everybody's phone and not just like the four guys, not just the people in this coffee shop, but like the U.S. government could be in trouble unless you guys have your own. Unless everybody has their own proprietary phones, and to hear him sort of reduce that to something makes me go, I'm really nervous that this is that we're just everything is going to shift backwards because there's such a reductionist view now of not not just like uh, like you know comic books and sci-fi and stories and things like that but technology and all of the things that sort of came out of that that you know the, there's all the people who are inventing stuff now they read superman they read batman they read x-men and they were so inspired by this and they were just like you know there's so many great things in technology and sci-fi i want to go build that and then they did and that's why we have these inc- because i can i can watch porn on this oh yeah and I can download, Wait, you can? yeah, I can watch porn on it. I can listen to a podcast at the same time, by the way. <laughs> and I can play Angry Birds, check my stocks and send a, a, a gift to my niece for her birthday. Not, I, I don't want to do all that stuff at the same time, but like I can't, I'd be lost without this thing. And, and this is a direct result of nerds doing weird stuff and being engaged in weird things over their, over their lives. And I'm very concerned about the future because of the reductionist way that the current administration and the people who put him in power look at everything.
0: Okay. I I'm happy that people are looking critically at it, mm-hmm. but this downwards downward spiral like has been happening for the last 8 years and four prior to it. And like I'm not like trying to be argumentative here because I'm so happy that so many people are like, yeah, fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. But this is what people have been screaming about with the NSA. And that court case started under Obama. It was under Obama's uh, CIA. Mm -hmm. And the courts and the judges were Obama's everything Mm -hmm. that were saying, no, you should have to unlock this phone. Yeah. And all of that stuff's been happening and going further and further downhill. I mean, the the open Internet case uh, or what not case, but. What is it? That uh, net neutrality? Net neutrality. Yeah. That entire argument. I mean, the the biggest backers of it are is is the liberal democrat yeah. uh, movement. But it has a huge youth movement from both sides, mm-hmm. and it's poison to what we want to do, though. The absolute poison. Net, net neutrality. Yeah, absolute poison. Oh no, net so, neutrality is really good for you. Here's you think so, and I don't. We don't need to talk about it tonight, but yeah. I'm going to get my mouthpiece out. I genuinely want to hear because yeah, you're the no, first the like, podcast type guy the, who's ever the said The government something. has almost no fingers in the, the honey right now. None whatsoever. They yeah. are fighting tooth and nail to find their way into the internet. Mm-hmm. The Silk Road was kind of a way into it, but it didn't really work for them the way they wanted it to. This here is them literally getting to pick who runs the things, uh, who who's declared uh, like um, a business or a, a typical user, this is them being able to then do basically what the FCC did to television. Mm-hmm. So now you get to break it up as a, a government ran commodity. And the problem, the the thing now that's happening is all of this growth that's happened. Are you talking all about
3: the, bandwidth or like net neutrality?
0: Net neutrality, because what it is is the use of bandwidth, and it's saying that these mm-hmm. companies have to. It's. It's saying that the government gets to say these companies have to pay more for their bandwidth instead of letting a company allow it. And you don't really need that mechanism. But what it's saying is that the government has the right to interfere in this. And they did it with the phone companies and then what happened was there was a monopoly set up with the phone companies to where now phone service, basic phone service was unaffordable for a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Um, and those kind of monopolies, what the move is for the net neutrality is what I'm getting at. The reason it's poison is because it's backed by those corporations. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that because they're doing it under the guise of, no, Netflix should have to pay more. Or no, you, like, mm-hmm. you want this or that. And what it really is, and the reason the backing and the finance is even there for this to happen is because there's corporations that want it to happen. So now, instead of uh, uh, Time Warner getting to say who's billed for the internet mm-hmm. uh, based on consumer use, Netflix gets to say uh per se you know who gets the uh, optimal use to bandwidth that kind of thing there and then they can also set their own caps and then they can start regulating you because you're a media company and now you get different titles and now you get certifications and now you get licenses and now you get all these other regulations that just aren't there right now because yeah. as soon as you start labeling people you have to put all that in and when you start putting all that in that's when you get to get into the the, the you know the little things those earmarks
3: so i think government has uh a pretty important role in net neutrality in in making it truly neutral and and, and being able to step so like where I think that like, uh, like so if Comcast were to go to Netflix and was like you're making a lot of money off these people if you want to get it there faster over our version of your Netflix mm. like the government should be able to step in and say don't do that it should just be everybody has access to it um,
0: why? 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 Because what that does, though, is what I'm saying, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know, one whiskey coke will do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But why should should you and I have inflated rates? Because the government said, no, Netflix shouldn't pay more for something they're using more of. The government gets to say, no, uh, Netflix, you know, they're equal access. You know, we want everybody to be able to use this. So, you know, we can't make them pay more. And the only thing that's going to do cuz that infrastructure has to be there and you yeah. can look it up how much data is actually used by very few companies yeah. over the entire infrastructure that exists. I, well, I'll, I'll, why shouldn't they? I'll tell you why. Why should we Okay.
3: I'll tell you why is because if you if you if you let that happen mm-hmm. then because Comcast is not just a provider. I think if if you if you said to me that the if you said to me that that Netflix should have to pay more because they are using more bandwidth, I would be fine with that. If the problem is, is that Comcast also offers services like Netflix, because Comfa- Comcast is a <clears throat> provider, but, right. their, but their their business model is so much larger.
0: Here's the thing, though. Yeah, you don't have to go through. If Comcast blocked out Netflix mm-hmm. because they're two separate businesses, mm-hmm. that still doesn't benefit them because now you have a shit ton of consumers that are like. We only had you because we watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. We use our phones for most of our data. We literally only had you to watch Netflix. We're going to go to AT&T. And there's six different uh, Internet companies you can go to. And the only reason that, that's not that's not possible, well, though,
3: because the infrastructure is not there.
0: The only reason the, that's what I was going to get to next. The only reason the infrastructure isn't there is because of the kind of monopolization that happens in the background with getting certified to have lines ran through these neighborhoods hmm. and what everything that comes with that. And there's only limited amounts of licenses for no fucking reason. Hmm. It's stupid expensive to get into the market. Providing Internet isn't that difficult. And there's a bunch yeah. of providers and Internet that nobody knows about that goes through radio waves. And the only reason they do that is because it's not as heavily regulated within communities and yeah. zoning enforcement. But if that zoning enforcement wasn't there, these people could run lines.
3: But the, the infrastructure required to get internet from one place to another, like that actually is cut up by the companies themselves. You know, like Comcast and uh, Time Warner were trying to merge uh, right. not, not so long ago. And, and they were saying, oh, it's not going to be a problem for the consumer because we don't compete with. Uh, because Time Warner doesn't, uh, isn't in uh, you know Pennsylvania or something like that, but we are in yeah. uh, Michigan, yeah. and, vi- and, and vice versa. We're not. Well, that that wasn't a government thing. That was those two companies saying, "Well, Comcast is not strong here, so I'm going to go build infrastructure there." I'm. It's. I'm saying it's way more complicated than than just that. But I, I think if you, there
0: wasn't zoning enforcement, those things grew at different rates or the same rate and took over and then locked it down is what i'm saying they did the same thing they're trying to do with net neutrality on a local level until they took over those markets and now they had each other locked out with legislation Mm -hmm. that made it too hard to bring your infrastructure into the market that they had no problem bringing into those markets those companies are still expanding where they have that 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 either free room or where they've legislated themselves as the only option the, and that's what happened there. And that's why they needed that merger, because they'd basically been like, we can't expand anymore. We've made it too difficult to.
3: Then I would say to you that true net neutrality would be two things. One, you can't modulate anybody's speed. Two, you can't modulate, uh, you can't determine who is going to build infrastructure where. I think it should be a two-pronged attack then. I think you should not limit Comcast from going into all states, and you should not limit Time Warner from going into states, all states. And whoever builds a better infrastructure faster can uh can win that game and then you can go back and deal with them then
0: yeah that would be what i'd say the second part completely 100 percent. but not being able to modulate speed you would knock out industries entire industries you'd knock out cell phone networking you would knock out satellite internet networking you would knock out so many internet industries that exist i mean even our internet now gets modulated if you hit so many gigabytes just because of the the sheer cost of running that kind of network like you what you're talking about
3: though modulating so you're talking about data load
0: yeah but modulating speeds is what controls the data load if you know that the maximum load of these lines because yeah. we have capped everybody at 30 megabytes per second mm-hmm. is 700 gigabytes per second but
3: capping everybody equally is different than uh, than saying hey if you pay fifty dollars more then you can get 35 megabytes while everyone else is running at 15. And Why? that's what the net neutrality people were fighting Why for. Why shouldn't
0: you be able to do that, though?
3: Uh, because, because somebody then, with the money like Netflix would just buy it all up.
0: No, because the company still needs consumers for Netflix to even exist. That's the entire thing. Netflix, their Netflix doesn't exist. If Netflix buys up all the bandwidth, yeah. the consumers are gone. There needs to be that shared bandwidth. And Netflix is competing with Comcast, who has their own cable. So now you have three competing companies, the consumer, the cable, and the Internet all competing and that's what keeps that free. What they're trying to do with the net neutrality is keep those two other organizations from being able to decide. They're literally being able to, no, we want to decide. And that's when you see the prices increase. When phone started going over the internet instead of the the infrastructure that had been monopolized by the government, the prices went down. All you're going to see with this is our prices go up. And then yeah, if Comcast buys all the government allotted like high-end data for their streaming service, we're fucked as streamers. Oh, they bought it all. Right now, we can afford to compete with them. The way the market's set up, we literally can compete with Netflix through YouTube, a free service. Yeah, We could have a million viewers right now if we wanted to. Would you think with net neutrality, we could sit in this living room where you can't decide who gets what bandwidth, and that still exists for free? I don't...
3: I, I do. I, I, I think I would need to go back and research what you're talking about, but I I think that what I'm talking about is like... If if you had a billion dollars and you could just pay to make sure that only this uh, streamed easily and Netflix buffered, and you know Netflix was always buffering, then that would be an unfair system.
0: But here's what's happening now: that just uh, I'm just saying the system that I, that, that, that I described
3: yet. is is what is. is but you what would have to buy every internet company.
0: You would literally have to buy every internet company's bandwidth, and then you don't even have consumers. You know, then you're the cable company that's literally gotten put to shame by Netflix and stuff already
3: so but you're so if i'm understanding you correctly your supposition is that if you buy everything then the there will be no consumers because they'll be if we're off. talking about bandwidth yeah yeah
0: if we're talking about if you buy all the bandwidth and make sure everybody's shit shit so yours can stream fast then what what's the point of having it if you're saying no other competition can come in and upload then you're saying like nobody can go to YouTube and watch us for free because they bought it, and what's the point of having your service? We don't want to watch your content. That's why we switched to Netflix to begin with.
3: I I think you're underestimating under the human capacity for wanting to consume content. I think that, like, it's only
0: grown. Look at what we watched. Yeah, on our but I th- podcasting but didn't exist ten years. I ago. think
3: you're so. I think you're using a slippery slope argument. And I think you're saying like, mm-hmm. oh, if this happened, then like n- n- there would just be no customers and the whole thing would fucking collapse. But I just, I don't, I, uh, A, the, I, I think that's, a, that's an invalid argument to make because it's a slippery slope. Because, it, if, because that's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because if, you, if you end up in that situation, so if you're saying.
0: It well, has happened though, is what I'm saying. It happened with the phone. It happened with the phone companies, what the if, exact situation I'm saying happened with the phone companies, the phone's and it didn't. A much expand.
3: simpler device than the than the internet. There's a lot. There's 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 a. It's a it's a more complex ecosystem.
0: At the time, it wasn't. At the time, it was the exact same infrastructure that's trying to be laid down for phone. The cable type's different. That's all it is. And technically, it's an easier cable to make. Um, can you grab him a, a Corona? We don't mind just making a yes, sausage uh, on there. It. Just just. I, but RJ that's loves what, the so. The thing. I, what I'm getting at now is. It is a slippery slope. That's what I'm saying. It's happened before. The yeah. only reason like, it's even a debate on the back of the table is because they're trying to get in there. There's there's a problem that doesn't exist right now with the way it is that they're saying could happen. And right now, you have cable internet companies and other internet companies finding way to put capacity for companies mm-hmm. like Netflix and shit like that with no reason, like not being influenced by Netflix or the consumer... They're literally putting like uh, data farms in with their servers to put Netflix content closer to you. So they download all this fucking Netflix content and then put it in Columbus instead of it having to stream from Netflix headquarters. And they didn't have to do that shit. They literally did it because the consumer wanted to stream Netflix faster, and that was something the consumer wanted. So that's not political
3: ideology. Just out of curiosity. Are you a libertarian?
0: Uh, it's that obvious, isn't it? Ooh, but I <laughs> wish we had a show. that yeah. he's won, Johnny. No, <laughs> he hit it right on the head. That I like that. corona. I
3: I ask you that because the a lot of times when I hear a libertarian ideology expressed against the the real world, I do hear a lot of extremes. Uh, and I and I think what you're describing is an extreme that won't happen. And.
0: It's I not say, an extreme. I, its prices going up. It's I, not an extreme. It's not an extreme at all. I'm I, I say that also knowing
3: full well yeah. that we are now in an environment where the extremes are happening. Yeah. <laughs> so fair. so also, it's like eh. uh Look at the
0: uh, NSA. I mean, right now because these are two separate organizations, those those fingers in the market don't really exist. They're competing against each other. Unless you're 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 a conspiracy theorist, or I might point at Kevin and say you think they're the same person. But right now, these are two completely separate. So in that Apple phone hacking case, Mm -hmm. the government did not have fingers in this at all. There's no democracy with whether or not Apple has to unlock those phones. That's on Apple. And the consumer decided for Apple, we don't want you to do this because Apple openly Mm -hmm. wrote letters. And uh, do you think they wrote those letters because they just wanted to tell people what they thought? No, they wanted to hear what the consumers were saying. And they wanted to to get that conversation out there to the public. Mm -hmm. And the consumers were saying, no, we don't want you to unlock my shit. Fuck that shit. This wasn't democracy, so everybody that didn't have iPhones couldn't decide, we're scared, we want them to be able to unlock iPhones. And there's a lot of people out there that wanted those iPhones unlocked. I would guess it might have been 51% or more if I had to. At least 51% or more of my like friends that don't like think about shit wanted that to happen. Yeah. And right now there's no precedent. It was literally a court case against a private person, basically, yeah. for that right. And now you have the government getting to dictate what's what and what goes through what. And yeah, I'm saying it is a slippery slope. But why else would they want to set that slippery slope if there isn't a problem now? Why are they looking for a solution for a problem that hasn't hasn't existed, uh, hasn't presented it, itself, it has, in a market it, that's only expanded?
3: It has existed, though. Where? I mean, the, uh, there, there have been a couple of different things where uh, I think it was Comcast was squeezing Netflix. on uh, they, were, they were purposely slowing speeds to certain consumers uh, until Netflix agreed to pay. Uh, to pay money, mm-hmm. and like that's the thing is that if you do that, you start to end up with different types of bullying and blackmail and, and, and things of that nature. But you've heard about that,
0: in the consumer. I remember when that happened, and that's when they started putting Netflix shit in there.
3: You know, what my favorite quote from uh, uh, from Men in Black is,
1: hmm. "Oh,
3: you won't remember this." People are smart. The person, no, the people aren't smart. The person is smart. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, stupid animals. That's true, and that's what we have to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I think this entire net neutrality is. Is what I'm saying because there hasn't been a problem though. I, so I, you're 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 panic, uh, You're saying I'm panicking over a slippery slope or something that can't happen or won't happen. I'm saying nothing's happened. Why are we reacting to it? I no. But there's I, there's the capacity for anything to happen. I could literally take this microphone off and ram it through your eyeball if I wanted to. There's the capacity oh. for that to occur. Yes. I would never so we, do. Please it, wait until we have I'm video saying. before so you, there, you do something like that. So that slippery slope exists with everything in the world. And it's always the argument. That's the only reason you have a debate is because you're worried about it going wrong. To me. What I'm saying is, is right now we're trying to change things before, like, you're afraid that uh, this is going to shut shit out. I'm afraid they're trying to shut shit out. But
3: your argument against net neutrality is to keep the government out of it, right? Mm Right. It's uh, to keep the government out of everything, be, the, and, and not
0: just the government. It's to keep monopolization to hap, from happening. And once you okay. get the government in it, you get monopolization. But on top of that, you get sweetheart deals where they I'm they do all, get. I'm that also kind of,
3: arguing against monopolization. The,
0: the only way monopoly exists in a free market, it doesn't exist in a free market. Is what I'm saying. Or rarely, mm-hmm. most of the monopolies that we talk about, the phone companies, everything on top of that, um, happens with government intervention with zoning laws. With uh, with FCC, I'm going to suggest we move like that. on only because yeah, I need for to. Sure. I need to research Sorry. what
3: you're talking about because <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of the arguments you're making. That's what and I was so, afraid
0: was going to happen at the beginning of the episode. I was like, maybe a different episode to get political. Yeah, no, but,
3: but I would like to talk about that. Cause, yeah, because I think you're wrong. Yeah, uh, but but, uh, but I but I think but I think you're wrong only because I don't have the information to back it up because I haven't heard a lot about a lot of that stuff.
0: I got you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look into the different... I'll send you some Monopolies to look into. I'll, I'll put them in the show notes since we've talked so much about this. And how if we're going to play Monopoly, but, uh, I call the thimble. Sweet. We should do that as a bad dinner, guys. Can we get back on your show to wrap this one up? Though? Yeah. Because I want to talk a little bit more about I did not mean for it to go down the rails Oh, like that, no, but, no. That's fine. Um, I, I want to
1: say really quickly, yeah. before we do go back in that direction, I will say, although it did go on a bit of a tangent, I kind of love that because we somehow managed to encompass the entire ideology of bad dinner guests in one episode. Because the whole idea is obviously... I'm like, a delightful we, dinner guest. We want to have... Guess. But the idea... But the bad dinner guest is not like, oh, like we're rude and we fart on you. It's just like... <laughs> I, so I was raised with an idea that there were certain conversations you can't have at dinner. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we have had almost every single one of those conversations. Just Perfect. about. We I mean,
2: yeah. didn't really get much From into political to episode, like
1: sex. Yeah, what? the only thing we really left alone was religion, but we threw a couple of jabs at Christianity in mm-hmm. there. Uh, so yeah I just had to say that uh, but uh, I well, I wanted to ask I know you you've probably touched on it briefly no, but one of the things about this show was I like you guys and I would like to come back so. Oh absolutely oh, I would on, love to have you I back. Song, man. I'd love to see you just rail RJ on one of these uh topics. No problem. Oh I, th- I you could have just thought. I, I you wanted me to you're going to edit it out where yeah. it just says <laughs> I'd love to see you rail RJ. I understand that. Um but so the the the, prim- the thing that interested me most most before I before we talked about your show, was the idea of like that the whole audience gets to be involved in it? Oh, yeah. So, like, so outside of so, wh- so how, how are they involved, right? Like, how
3: largely in that um, they shuffle the cards before the show happens, and then there, I don't want to give away too much. Uh, That's fair, but there is, there is something that happens at the end of the show as a result of the audience shuffling the cards that could not happen. Without them shuffling the cards, and every show ends up different because of the way the audience shuffled the cards.
1: Okay, so yeah, so they're in on the finale even when yeah. they come in. Yeah, at.
3: so yeah, from the from the very beginning of the show, when they walk in and they mix those cards, they they change the end outcome of the show, and they change and they change a lot of things that I have to do to get the show to that point. Do
0: you sell a? Pass for like each edition of your show. Like, uh, if you want to watch all of my shows, pass. How much is that going to cost? Uh, no, because it's thing? not.
3: It's not that different. Oh, um, it's okay. not. It's not Damn. like. Oh, if they shuffle the cards this way, so you don't have to
0: tell them that. You could just out. be like, yeah, man, it's one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, it's one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, uh,
3: that would be for ten shows, but there's only six. So go ahead and sp- you'll get uh, a couple drinks
0: with it. It's a VIP yeah, package, yeah. really.
3: No, um, the, there's there's Backstage. Uh, the. Ooh. What I would say—the best way to describe it—is this: um, if they if they were to shuffle those cards um, uh, at the end of the show, the thing that happens, I leave it on the table, and everyone can come up and look at it and confirm that that is something that they did, that this is what they that they are a part of, and they're invited to take pictures and, and share those pictures and things like that. Uh, and so it's it's uh, it's a hell of a thing. Um, if you if if they've uh, Basically, I do something to work towards that deck that has been shuffled. Because uh, the show has been performed once, so there's at least 100 people in this world that know exactly what the ending is, and a lot of people talked about it at the end, but, uh, but that's it. So, but the, the audience is involved from the beginning to the end. and I, I call people in this show on the phone and do a magic trick with them, and the only the people, <laughs> the people who are at home uh, contribute awful. towards the magic trick happening, but only the people in the theater get to hear how the trick ends.
1: Oh, okay. so yeah. Nice. So I, like
3: I hang up to them like, if you want to know how this works, you need to come to the show tomorrow. Because <laughs> uh, I've I've loved hanging up on people for as long as I can remember. I think that is one of the greatest. The, the phone is one of mankind's greatest inventions because you can just go boop, and then no longer have to talk to somebody.
1: Can I say that, that my admission is that's the only knock I have against smartphones? Do you not kind of miss the flip phone? I miss being able to I, hang up with emphasis. Oh, that's Absolutely do. So slamming so a phone good. down. Like, there's something just, it's not the same to be like, oh, well, you know what? I'll slide this two inches to the left. now I can't hear you. It's not the same as just... How? Well, I believe
3: done. the Motorola Razer was designed specifically with that in mind because <laughs> that was a phone that was perfectly designed for the hand that you could just close it and it would make a very satisfying slap when it closed. I mean, that, oh, hanging up on somebody with
1: a Motorola Razer was like, yeah. oof. That's That's you to your point. A yeah. Bit. yeah. And it, it, was, it, was, it was, you're crazy. right, because you could, you could. Slam someone, someone shut, and yeah. right into the pocket, all in one fell swoop. I
2: can't begin to tell you how many high Underrated school girlfriends phone. I hung up with on my razor, dude. Like I was like that shit, like just, yeah. just so, just it's so satisfying. And it was a it,
3: it was a, it was a, it was a sturdy phone, but it was also flimsy enough that if you really hated somebody, you could just break it and then throw it away, <laughs> and then and like, it was perfect for that. That was, I mean, God, I can't tell you, I I must have done that six times because I had phone insurance, you know. <laughs> <Nice>.
2: <laughs> Those damn things were pretty durable, though. Like I dropped them so many times and it never broke on
3: me. I went to DC uh, a couple years ago to t- go take pictures of the pandas there. Uh, this is when Bao Bao was there, and the Bao, bao was like super cute. So I went, to, uh, but uh, so I was like, I was done at the zoo because apparently, after you spent 18 hours looking at the panda, they're like, "Can you can you go away now?" They have a Motorola Razor in the Smithsonian there. They're just like, "This is a piece of history."
0: That's sweet. It was the first. That's like how cool ubiquitous phone. it
3: is. It was. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, came the sidekick.
2: It was the thing. And it thing. just progressed.
1: Yeah. And then blackberries were a yeah. huge yeah, thing for me. It, right. Do you guys think it's weird? We're like the last generation to call people from a house phone. Like I remember being in middle yeah. school and having numbers written down in a notebook and having to call my friends at home and being like, Hey, Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so, yeah. is Tommy home? Like it's weird. Like my little brother's had a cell phone since he was in seventh grade or something like that. That's crazy. Oh, he never, made. he never, ever, I don't think he ever once called a friend on a cell phone. Or I mean from from a home phone, I don't think there even is a home phone at either of my my parents' residence right now. I just think that's kind of weird like we're
0: it's uh, it's a piece of history Eric, it is a piece of history it is can you do one last magic trick for us to wrap up this episode? yeah uh, we'll do oh, but let me film
3: see it. this um, yeah actually I'll do something that this is uh something that uh and we have. People keep saying that this is like one of the only card tricks that works on the radio. Uh, so, oh, okay. Uh, uh, go ahead and uh, uh, go ahead and mix them. I actually don't want to. I don't want to handle the cards. Uh, just go ahead and uh, shuffle them. And uh, while you're shuffling so, them, I want you to think of a number between one and thirteen.
0: So, Sean B's just these same cards that he's been playing with, but they don't seem like trick cards. is just shuffling them. Looking kind of sweaty <laughs> And then uh, kind of Why do like you go ahead And think of a number Between 1 and
3: 13 too
1: 1 and 13 Okay yeah. I can yeah.
3: do so that So you've each got a, a, a value Between 1 and 13
0: Can they say what they're, No because you can't hear it
3: No it's fine uh, So uh, uh, while you're shuffling I want you to think of your value That's the value We're going we're gonna to get to uh, Name yours out loud
1: I have to say my number out loud yeah.
3: 7 7 okay So what's your number king, clubs. King, king So king So king and a 7 So I want you to start Dealing through cards and I think what you're going to find out is that a king and a seven are now next to one another. So if we just start going through the cards here. What the fuck?
0: So, uh, let's see. so he is just, he's nothing, he doesn't even have sleeves on, but he's going to pull a king and seven right next to each other out. He's making it pretty far through the deck. This one might not work. This might be, we might have to edit this out. I don't get like this kind of cliffhangers. We're gonna man. Get, no. This is what he's like. I, I need him to succeed, but at the same time, I want to. Have you never seen an episode of Star Trek? Oh, see how many, <sighs> how many kings are <sighs> this this? This is like
3: the only time I've never seen it
0: work. <laughs> oh! Holy fuck! Oh, it's holy work. fuck! Oh. You know what? We, we have no video listeners. That was amazing. Guess. How those last two cards was a king and seven. I, did, I thought okay. I counted four kings, but right out. Th- okay. I'll, I mean, I, can, I, can we I,
2: can we get a redo though?
3: Yeah, you know what? We'll do we'll do it a little bit differently. Um, so let's see. We had uh, so there's a king there and a nine there, a king there and an ace there. There was a, no, a king there. Uh, you like seven and a jack? He's got.
1: There's the not. Jack. Let's see. There's.
3: Uh, let's see, uh, oh, that's another seven and a jack. If, oh man! If only you'd said jack, that would have been great. Uh, that would have been. I'm not seeing any sort of a pattern here. Did Did you really shuffle these?
0: Can I ask you something? I mean, I I think I think, I think that's
1: the yeah, yeah. Use your ear. So, Sean B, you messed it up, bro. Yeah, dude, yeah, Of course, the, you did. You ain't magic. magic you did ain't did magic, you see a right? pattern
3: in those, though? No, didn't, I didn't see. I, you didn't see how all the black cards were on one side and the red <laughs> cards were on the other. That's
1: not, <laughs> dude. What? I, I don't know. How why I do did I why did I put the camera down? That is <laughs> insane. So explain
0: what just happened. Yes.
2: Yeah, so I, I think I'm being framed by magic. First right? of all, Sean got I pumped. think he pulled a trick, dude. So we got they, Shyamalan. We, we looked
3: at everything, oh, and then we saw that uh, the, the cards were completely in a random order. Um, and then we can even... So we do this. Uh, so uh, we can shuffle the cards uh, so they go crazy. together uh, like that, right? Okay, so you're just putting the these cards that he didn't shuffle back it. together. Yeah, so I'm just putting them back yeah, it together, right? Because if, you know, cards are... You know, are you familiar with oil and water? Like, no, uh, I've never heard of each. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you put them together, right, they start to separate, right? Yeah. You could even you could even do something like this, right? You could take, uh, you could take about uh, half the cards, and you could spin them up like that, Ooh, oh, that's and, then, yeah. and you could spin them up like that, nice. and then you could push them together so that they, I don't even know. So you can even work. see the two packets like perfectly coalesce, right? Oh. And then push them together just like that. That's but sweet. if you let them sit for too long. It's like oil and water; they they separate.
0: For know. the audio listener, he just did witchcraft, it, yeah. and now so he's showing us cards. You still the have cards. all the black
3: cards on one side, and all well, a couple of them who didn't light too long. All the red cards on the other, right?
0: That is. Uh, it's like
3: salad dressing almost. Yeah. So, like, kid. you could even do this. This is a perfect shuffle. This is a perfect shuffle. So you have uh, cards that. Lace up oh, perfectly. Nice. It's just something I can do that you'll never be able yeah, to. Yeah,
2: buddy.
1: <laughs> for the audio listener, he's That's continuing right. his witchcraft. Right. Eric, There's so much voodoo. There's yeah. like occult symbols in the no, nothing cards.
3: happened though, right? The uh, the cards are still. You have all the black cards on one side and all the red cards on the other. Messed it up. So how
2: bit, much did you sell your soul for to Satan? A lot.
3: If you shake it you though, right? Those? That'll mix them. Oh. Just like that, that mixes them. That's
2: pretty Woo-hoo. badass. I yeah. wish I would have knew this in like middle school. I'd have been so much like underage pun. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, dude, if I could have like, done this right, in eighth grade, out. man, I'd have been like just really pounding some ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's up. But anyways.
0: Eric, where do you want people to come find you at? Is there- uh,
3: come check me out on Twitter at Eric Tate or go to my website, uh, www.erictate.com. That's E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. If you go to one of those two options, you can get a hold of me. Find out where Please Shuffle the Cards is playing in a theater near you. And uh, also book me for private parties and corporate events.
0: Perfect. I've seen your comedy before. I've never seen your magic until tonight. You're funny as fuck. Your magic, I now I know you are, are a witch. So that's cool.
2: It was a pleasure having you, Mr. Tate. Thank you. Sure. It was fun. I hope you um, guys come back sometime. Him,
0: yeah. You can find the links to like buy tickets for him or uh, see his website or anything like that at the Bad Dinner Guest Facebook page or at uh, our YouTube page. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Bad Dinner Guest. Uh, for Kevin, Sean, and RJ, I'm signing out. So now you know how it goes. We'll see you next week.